0: Just go out uh, from your, probably the comfort zone or your uh, comfort industry and, and try to get into some other industries.
1: Hey, my name is Felix Tia and I'm the host of Shopify Masters, a weekly podcast powered by Shopify. The easiest way to sell online, in person and anywhere in between. Each week we invite entrepreneurs to share their experience, and practical advice for growing a successful e-commerce business. In this episode, you'll learn how to know which features to focus on when differentiating yourself from competition, how to convince a retailer to test out your product in their physical store, and what important questions to answer when designing food packaging. Today, I'm joined by Rivas Waitakunz from Coffee Pixels. Coffee Pixels is reinventing the coffee experience by turning coffee into a mobile, ready-to-eat coffee bar with superfood qualities and was started in 2016 and in Besa, Latvia. Welcome, Rivas.
0: Uh, Hey, Felix. Awesome to be there.
1: Yeah, thank you for coming on. So, yeah, tell us a bit more about this uh, bar, this coffee bar that, that you guys have created.
0: Well, for, for a listener, the the easiest way would be imagining uh, like a coffee chocolate that really is more coffee than chocolate, but the texture wise and the actually the the like a, from the looks, it 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 just it looks just like a chocolate bar. Uh, the different thing is that it's a bit smallish in the size. And uh, yeah, well, and really, really different uh, is that once you start kind of eating it, you feel that it really doesn't taste like chocolate, but rather like coffee. Mm. And uh, that that's one of, uh, I guess, the b- big successes we ha- we've we had with the product is that we, we've we nailed the flavor of coffee so well that even uh, people from the coffee industry and, and as I consider myself one of one of participants in the specialty coffee community. Uh, so uh, people from specialty coffee community are, are, are recognizing the flavor as being good, and uh, they really kind of find it as a coffee flavor. Because uh, one one of the problems with the uh, coffee products uh, when they're not really a coffee as a beverage, we you know, uh, is that the. Uh, it's not really coffee flavor that we enjoy in the beverage that's that we can experience in in products like know, cakes, candies, and so on. So it's usually kind of it, the name is coffee, but uh, the flavor is something else that, than uh, than the coffee that we we like to drink. But what we did, we we made a bar that. The, Really tastes like quality coffee, and uh, that's one of one of the successes of the pro- product. is It's not just as, it's, as you mentioned, it's superfood, or or it's with superfood qualities, but uh, it also tastes very good.
1: Now, where did you where did the idea come from? How did you discover that there was a, a demand for this kind of product?
0: Well, obviously, we didn't discover that there's a demand for the product. Uh, the The product actually was created more like an experiment while uh, the founder team, uh, so it's me and uh, two of my cousins, who are brothers. Uh, so so we used to run a coffee shop together. Uh, that that actually was the first specialty coffee shop in Latvia at that time. So we we, we found the cafe and shop uh, 2010. So for six years we were uh, like I'm just running a shop and then uh, developing the specialty copy community back in Riga, Latvia. But uh, with, with that time, you know, six years doing the same thing. Uh, and the life gets a bit boring, and we started to look for new ventures. So we wanted to start doing something with coffee that would be a production business so we could have a uh, more of an impact outside of our local community and spread uh, spread out our, uh, our product and our uh, maybe ideas uh, through the world. So uh, we tried uh, different things. Uh, we tried something called Cold Brew. Probably listeners know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's uh, quite big in, in, in States and uh, Western Europe. So uh, Latvia is a bit uh, of a Nordic country, so uh, people don't really go for a cold coffee so much. So uh, that was a good try, but not really uh, something we could see as a business to develop. Uh, but then the idea of uh, making something like chocolate out of coffee bean, actually we found it on, online, and uh, we are really not the first company that is doing something like that. At that point, we we really thought we, that we are one of the first. But actually, when started when we started to search around, we found that there are some other companies that are doing uh, basically making chocolate out of coffee beans. So uh, the idea arrived through through online. But then then when we try mm-hmm. out tried out the idea and. And we tried out the final product. We really understood that there's so much to uh, to develop the product. So it actually could be a, a business that we would like to work with and uh, to, to invest our time and to, to see the things growing.
1: He's gonna ask. So, so there, there was already competition out there that that you discovered. There are already companies that are producing something similar. Why did you, as a team, decide to proceed and move forward and try to develop this further, rather than, you know, just try finding something or essentially inventing something new? Like, what made you say, let's keep on going forward, even though we found you found that there's already competition out there?
0: So. Uh, Actually, at, at a, a super early stage, we, we really didn't find a competition out there, as, uh, as it, the product uh, or uh, uh, th- th- these kind of products, are, they, they are still very few, and uh, it's not so easy to kind of find the right words, actually. How, to, how, how do you find edible coffee products online? So uh, there are many, many type of like granola type of bars that, that are with coffee and, and people call them probably edible coffee. So we saw that there really, at the early stage we really didn't find a competition. So we we proceeded in, in kind of uh, naive mindset that we are the first ones. So, uh, but obviously soon enough we found that there are some competition. But one thing I have to mention why we are so different, uh, compared to other edible coffee companies or, or companies that make chocolate out of coffee beans. What makes us different is that we use the whole coffee berry uh, or whole coffee cherry. The terminology is still uh, still not decided, uh, but uh, yeah, coffee is a fruit that grows on the tree, and usually what we make a beverage out of is the seed of the fruit. But what we are doing, we're using the whole coffee fruit, so it's not just the seed or coffee bean that we know, But also the fruity, like a shell that sits around the the coffee bean while it's on the tree. So that gives our product also this like a a fruity kind of flavor. So it's not just, uh, you know, bitter and uh, chocolate like what you experience in maybe darker roasted coffee, but it's more like uh, those specialty light roasted coffees where you experience like uh, uh, notes of. Uh, citrus and berries and maybe some floral notes. So that makes us really uh, special. So we we believed in two two things. I, I must say in the product. So we believed at that point uh, the flavor of the product. So it was well. We, we still uh, believe it's really nice and we received uh, plenty of compliments about the flavor of the of the product. So that was one thing. So we 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 really thought that. We have not experienced something like this in the world, and uh, till, till this day, uh, I must say, with all the competition now, now on the spectrum, uh, I still believe that our product tastes, tastes the best. And uh, so that's one unique uh, thing about the product, what made us believe to to proceed. And other thing is that uh, the, the recipe and the concept of uh, introducing whole coffee cherry into one product that's something that nobody else has done so far and uh, also this principle of using coffee bean and coffee uh, cherry part together makes our product the first truly wasteless coffee product in the world so meaning we produce something that you can eat and get your caffeine kick out of but no waste is created so we don't throw Nothing out in the vent, so you just eat co- whole coffee cherry then, as it was sitting on a tree. Obviously, we process the parts separately, but then recombine them back into one bar.
1: Yeah, so obviously, you, you're, you found this kind of secret sauce and, and, and angle to, to, to change in your version of the product to stand above the competition. How did you know to focus on those aspects of the, the product rather than you know, some other, other angle or some other aspect?
0: Well, actually, uh, what helped us was uh, the the fact that we were also active uh, uh, players, uh, at least in Latvia, and uh, participants in in you know, a whole European specialty coffee community. And specialty coffee is all about uh, uh, kind of saving the coffee industry uh, from uh, dying in in the near future, as coffee uh, produ- producers still receives extremely small wages and. Uh, uh, they are starting to look more and more how to get uh, alternative uh, incomes that, that would make their life better so sustainability was this big issue and is still big issue in the coffee industry and uh, there's like a light bulb went on when we found that you can make coffee which is really delicious from the whole coffee cherry so that was this one one uh, property that we Thought well, this is something that we should uh, bring out in the world. I, yeah, I, I think this is the main main uh, fact about uh, coffee pixels, why why we still uh, yeah believe that uh, it's needed in the world. Well, now we know that it also works very well, and all the other uh, findings that we've uh, found. Uh, uh, later on, when when starting to kind of build the business and the, the look more deeply in into what we've created uh, at the beginning.
1: So you you and the the founding team were running coffee shop together. How did you guys find the time to to develop a, a product? How did you split up your your day and your and your time so that you had the the time to work on developing coffee pixels?
0: Well, you know, uh, as as many. People, I guess, will agree with me. Uh, When you run your own business, you don't kind of count hours. You just uh, you just do things uh, based on your passion and drive. And uh, once you kind of get this like a new idea that you really want to try it out, you don't really uh, have problems finding time to to Mm kind of execute on it when it's really something that you that you want just do in, in. Whenever it's possible, it can be your free time. It can be like a night time while your family is sleeping. It just, it's just you just you want to execute the, uh, on the idea, and uh, it, the same was with uh, with Coffee Pixels. So we we were having a meetings so, uh, like uh, 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 after the work uh, while we were running a shop and and the first prototypes of the product were also like processed uh, at home, not really in in a production facility. So. It was really like like you hear those stories when you you start out in a garage. So we were running coffee shops, so we had this like a platform where to try those ideas out. Uh, but uh, we spent extra time that we just had as a free time. So we spent a free time to develop the idea, mm-hmm. and then we tried the idea out in our own platform. It that was kind of it. It's it's went well, very good together. So. Uh, if we wouldn't have the coffee shop, then we would have this another problem where to kind of try the product. Will people really buy it or is it really necessary? So, so we're starting selling it even, uh, uh, you know like you, in a coffee shop you can like a, bake a brownie and you don't have to make a, like a packaging and all the, all the right. things around the product that, that, you, that we have now and you have to have when it's like a separate business. But uh, that that the early point we we just made a bar, and uh, we can we could try it on our own community and our own customers and and hear what they think about the products.
1: Yeah, that's a that, that's a really that's a really good point. That because you own a shop, you, there were a lot of barriers that you could remove, and you could take advantage of certain assets that you already had by owning a place that people were already coming to. You didn't have to package it up or anything. Now, as someone that owned a, do you still do you still own the do you still run the coffee shop today? No,
0: not anymore. So okay. uh, the running. A, a business that we believe will uh, grow internationally as a, as a huge company, it, from the super early stage, it, it asks for a lot of energy. So, sure. Uh,
1: as someone that uh, owns a, sh- owned a shop, if someone out there were to approach you and want to test their product out in, in one of your shops, is that something that you would typically, you know, for anyone out there that doesn't have the access to the assets that you had at the time, but wants to try the same approach by going to a shop or some, for some, for example, and seeing if they were willing to place their products into that shop. What can you, what kind of advice can you give there? Like, what kind of, what, what as a shop owner, what kind of, what would convince you to have to allow someone to place their product in your store?
0: First of all, the product has to be really good. So uh, I think uh, the world is complicated. Complicated, but then on the other hand, when the product is really good uh, and you really haven't seen something like that before, uh, I think shop owners, they would just be curious about how, how this thing works uh, with their customers. So we've had some, some like creative ideas and with in, in collaboration with creative people. Uh, and we have tried out some other experiments, probably not, not food, but some like. Posters and and we actually did a, a calendar once. Uh, as the shop we used to run wasn't just coffee shop, but it also started uh, initially it started as a, as a coffee and bike workshop. So uh, so we, we have had some other ideas that we did execute uh, also in the shop. So I was i say if it's creative uh, idea, if it's really quality, and if it's not like another idea of of product where people, you know, sometimes you just don't need any more new products. Like nowadays, uh, I would just one 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 uh, of one of the examples from my, from my mind. Like, you know, iPhones have those like uh, uh, stabilizers when you can attach your phone and they, you keep it in your hand. And then, and this one product is really good. But then you see some someone else made a product that's like maybe there's one more bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. So, uh, you don't need many businesses doing the same uh, product type, right? So I, uh, the the same with with if I run a shop and it, let's say if I uh, produce my own brownies and and someone else comes and says, oh, here here are my brownies, which are like a bit different," but but then I see, well, they're pretty much the same, man. So, <laughs> it, I would say if they idea is unique or it's really well-executed or it's really high quality, shops should be interested uh, to provide this value to their own community.
1: I see. So you can't come in with a product that's just maybe a little bit different or maybe a little bit better than what they are already selling. You have to come in with almost like a new category. In your example, you have like a, a bar, which you practically at least in, here in the US you don't really see like I I don't see anything like this at all when I go into a coffee shop so you you got to bring a completely unique product that is not uh, that's, that that can almost just by looking at it you can differentiate it from the existing products that are in the store already
0: Yeah yeah exactly so things like that like if you in, in a shop I would sell like a bunch of lemonades uh, stuff like coke and and similar, so if you would come in with something that, well, I have a new lemonade, come on man, the world is full with lemonade, so. Mm. But if you come in with like, I don't know, birch sap lemonade, which is something you you haven't experienced before, and, uh, and something really unique. And, and other aspect is, is that it's not just unique, or it's not just new, new idea, but it's really well executed. And, uh, that's one of the big problems as well. I, I see in the world is that people develop the ideas just because they're new. But, uh, I think product, that, uh, this property of new product, it's, it's not something that you will, will sell the. Uh, product later on based on this uh, feature as it's new, right? So it, in two years, it's not going to be new.
1: Yeah, so say it actually, has to solve a problem. It can't just be. You can't just base it or bank on it, it being new and novel. It actually, has to have longevity. Has to actually solve exactly. a problem. Exactly. Yeah. How long did it take to create a version of the product that was ready to be produced at scale? So
0: uh, it. I would say about half a year was was the time well we were from from the moment when we decided let's do it till the moment uh, when when it was ready to showcase to people around us. So obviously the product has developed uh, with super small steps since still, still, since then and and. Probably people who who are not so involved uh, with Coffee Pixels, they probably haven't noticed uh, mm-hmm. some changes that we've done. But uh, yeah, uh, it was about half a year uh, with with experimenting and then finding uh, the right recipes and fine tuning and and learning the craft. Actually, I must say it went uh, quite quickly. I guess from what I've heard from other people, kind of trying new ideas and uh, and how long it it usually takes for them to develop something. For us, it was half a year and I must say it was quite quickly.
1: Why do you think it happened so quickly for you? I think the, the,
0: we had the necessary know-how. So uh, we had the knowledge about coffee already. So as a, I was also involved with Specialty Coffee Association as a, one of the tra- trainers for the regions. So uh, we, we had the know-how about coffee. So we were really not kind of uh, searching in the darkness. We, we already knew the approximate direction where to go. Mm-hmm. Then uh, all the necessary uh, new information that we had to learn was also there as as we really had to, find a way how to make chocolate from coffee and, and the internet is full of knowledge how to make a chocolate. So, so out of chocolate obviously, out of cocoa powder and, 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 and a traditional recipe. But yeah, uh, that was one part and I guess probably one of the other reasons was that we were really, we had this drive to kind of make it happen. We, we really wanted to we really wanted it to, to work. So uh, we didn't kind of take time off to, to try new new stuff and to try new versions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were developing the, the product, what were some, to you at least, what were some of the most significant changes that you, you were making during the prototyping and the testing and developing phase of the product?
0: It's the positioning of the product in the market so i i have to say that they were not like super huge uh kind of uh, thing, things or aspects that we did change during the prototyping phase so we were really driving for two versions of our product we found one of them more more quickly as it does involve milk and uh, everyone knows that how coffee and milk works together and uh, so that was kind of Quick job, and then it took a bit longer for for the other, like original uh, or cascara version, to 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 be made. And these were uh, like
1: differences in in, in taste, or like what was the um, yeah? They, okay.
0: they, they are mostly differences in taste. As one is more like a cappuccino or latte, so that more more of a like a milky style coffee, and uh, another or the original one uh, is that. The one with coffee cherry inside, so it's more like an espresso or black coffee. So I I have to t- say that till 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 the moment when we made the the bar and the flavor, we didn't really have like huge changes uh, in the, in the process. But the big changes started afterwards when when we really wanted to kind of package the product and we started to look for the market where we really should offer the product as people believe that it's nice and it's necessary it's it's delicious but uh, then what else why is it just because of it's delicious is it just because it's uh, like a novelty idea so we really had to find a way how to package it for the consumer and that is a journey that we are still on uh, and uh, that is a kind of there are many questions that we are still looking for answers now. And uh, we have uh, had uh, the product uh, package more as a, like a gourmet good where you kind of look for experience in the flavor and you have this like, special moment like quality chocolate. But then again, uh, we found that co- people are really buying the product, not, not because of the flavor, but more because of the, the boost the coffee gives them. So, uh, we redesigned the packaging and redesigned the messaging around the product, and that was the biggest shift in our direction uh, as, as a company, as we went from specialty coffee and this flavor experience driven uh, to someone that is now, I would say, more like energy bar and performance driven it's still delicious it's still super sustainable like no other but uh, we see that that our customer is is not really looking for the bar because of the flavor but more because of the functionality that the bar provides
1: yeah so it sounds like you guys put together packaging early on, but then had a lot of open questions on, on if this is the right approach, is this the right packaging? What kind of questions today do you are you glad now that you have the answer to based on, you know, through your experience? What kind of questions about packaging do you feel like, you know, thankful that you have the answer to?
0: Yeah, well, that, one, one a bit more specific uh, case and you know, more specific question in, in our case is that the uh, in the beginning, we were struggling. how How big of the kind? How big the bar should be? How big? Uh, how, how how big is the product that customers should buy? And uh, so, in the beginning, we we went for something that is like a double shot espresso in strength, and then size wise, a bit. It also was a bit larger, and now we're we're uh, we found our perfect. Uh, uh, fall factor with uh, this small part that is just like one espresso in in the caffeine uh, and it's super super kind of handy it's super easy to use easy to open the pack is sealed you can really go into like you can go surfing with it and and it's protected from the elements and that is something that I'm glad that we found our uh, our face like uh, like a product, like 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 this energy functional chocolate that's made from hundred percent coffee. So uh, yeah.
1: How did you arrive at that? How did you arrive at that answer? Did, did you change the size? It was almost like you cut the 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 packaging in half.
0: Well, yeah, um, it we we cut in half uh, almost like. Because it was like two bars on top of each other. Mm. It wasn't like bigger one, but more the thicker one. But uh, we we just were listening to what our customers say, and uh, we were hearing that customers like to use it on their day, like a daily uh, like adventures and and uh, they find those small moments in their day when when to uh, kind of experience the edible coffee. But then again, they are. were reporting that they would like to save it for like at later times because it's open already and they don't want it to kind of be exposed to environment. So that was one uh, one thing that they again were complaining that well for such small of a bar, the price is a bit high and and uh, we were listening and uh, just taking the notes and yeah, you just mm-hmm. listening to the market. That that's that's all.
1: How come? How are you agile or flexible enough to just redesign the packaging like that? Like, what's your setup to to be able to just react, you know, that quickly to feedback from customers?
0: Well, it wasn't quickly though. It, the packaging uh, it almost took a year for us to kind of find the right uh, questions and answers to them, uh, as uh, the company was established in late 2016, but around October 2016, we already kind of start uh, having the first packaged versions of, of the product in our cafe. We still kind of sold it as an in-house made product, but it was wrapped in the, in the packaging. And uh, the flexibility was just from the fact that we were selling so little and uh, everything was done by hand. And at that point, we didn't have like huge stocks of packaging pre-order up front. So uh, we just uh, decided let's try something new with the next batch and of, of packaging. So we were really kind of starting small and uh, and experimenting with uh, everything we could uh, possibly experiment with, like mm-hmm. packaging, messaging on the packaging, uh, messaging on socials, and and uh, calling the product different names and and watching what what what. Ca- Caught the uh, air uh, the best so yeah we uh, as the company it was super small uh, or, or the pro- pro- products that we or uh, capacities that we produce were super small at uh, the early stage and they're still not not huge now uh, compared to what we are expecting in the future to come but yeah that that's what made made us being spe- uh, flexible the, the small scale.
1: Got it. So for food products, what are some of the key messaging or key design elements that you recommend uh, store owners or entrepreneurs consider including on their packaging?
0: Well, that, this this one's tricky because uh, I must say that when, uh, when we think about our own packaging, we usually don't kind of look on what others are doing as we really try to kind of design our product from the scratch probably that also makes us to step on the the kind of uh, same mistakes that uh, some other companies have probably w- uh, gone through already and probably we could learn from them but uh, we really want to be kind of different uh, as a food product so uh, we you actually when, when we Speak about uh, identity of the coffee pixels. We really uh, get inspired from uh, what tech is doing now, what tech mm-hmm. startups are doing, and what what's their approach to design. And actually, with coffee pixels, sometimes we have this like internal joke that coffee pixels is just a new application for coffee. <laughs> the old application was the liquid one, and this one is a, a bit better. It's more sustainable and more mobile. And uh, we try to really kind of uh Live with this textile mindset. So we also see that when we go out in in some trade shows and we compare our product to some other other products in the market, whether they're chocolates or or coffees, we see that our product is really standing out. And uh, that would be my suggestion to to other food food uh, entrepreneurs. Just don't don't look into what food's been doing for for years and years, probably you should look into what, what other industries are doing and what, what people like it from other industries and, uh, maybe to kind of experiment and uh, make, make something, uh, new out of, uh, maybe, yeah, ideas that are used, used to, used to probably, uh, probably people thought about, uh, kind of making chocolate or coffee, like, tech designed product it would be a stupid idea maybe in the, in the history but for, for at this point I think uh, people are excited to see something new something that they haven't really saw, seen before so uh, yeah I, I my, my suggestion would would be not to probably have this must-have uh, points but rather, don't take anything serious from what's been done before and uh, try being creative with your, your own ideas and, and mix-match uh, industries and designs mm-hmm. together so yeah
1: I see what you're saying because I think that's a great point about how you can only go so far by looking at what's already happening and what's already happened in your industry and in your category but if you want to bring some essentially some revolution to 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 the industry you're in. You should try to be inspired by what other industries are doing, see how you can apply what you're seeing there to your your business, your brand. Can you talk a little about this? Like what are some things that you've noticed in the in, the, in your example in the tech industry that you as a team want to or have ported over to your business?
0: So that that uh definitely has been the the whole uh, startup uh, mindset, as usually at least in our region, it's not so common to kind of build food companies in in a startup manner. So uh, you you raise, you raise some uh, early early investment and you kind of develop some prototypes, you tr- try things out, then you probably raise some more money. So usually, if you kind of have this food food type of company it's either back with some uh, big cash or you just start small and you struggle slowly uh, slowly up uh, with, with your mistakes and successes uh, as it used to happen like for a century but uh, one 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 thing that we at least in, in our market that's different was having this startup style of startup kind of mindset it also uh, drew some uh, some success to us as uh, we were also going to uh, startup uh, conferences and uh, as they were not really kind of specialized into one or another type of startups we were kind of openly invited and, and accepted there but then again Let's let's say there's one one startup conference in uh, in uh, Estonia, and we went there as a as just a showcase or product, as just a startup to participate. But then again, we found that we are the only non-tech startup in the conference, and it kind of gave us a, a much more of a spotlight compared to what everyone else was doing, as everyone else were they were competing against each other uh, with their tech solutions. Uh, but we were like standing out. Oh, people came here and really were surprised that we have uh, something tangible, something that you can can experience in real life, that's not a digital product. So uh, that was uh, something I would also recommend to other people. Just just go out uh, from your probably the comfort zone for your uh comfort industry and and try to get into some other industries and it shouldn't be always tech you probably you can i don't make make uh beer and and go to probably dog uh uh, dog expos and promote your product to dog owners whatever it's just just uh, don't don't stick with uh, what's been done for many years. Right, you don't want
1: to be in a food based business and then go to like a food expo. I mean, you might want to, but you're not going to stand out the way that you would be if you were to go. If you're the only exactly. food business in like in your example in a tech expo, what what made you choose the tech industry specifically? What attracted you and your team to to focus on? Uh, paying attention to the industry and trying to get into the industry and getting into these tech events.
0: Well, uh, then the story is a bit uh, kind of longer. Uh, actually, before uh, before making Coffee Pixels, uh, I must say all of the team was really getting into kind of how to call it now this modern times. So mo- personal development probably and, mm-hmm. and you know you listen to podcasts and you listen to successful entrepreneurs and, and to, you listen to uh, opinion leaders and uh, one of them definitely I have to mention is like Gary Vaynerchuk and, mm-hmm. and uh, th- those guys are usually speaking about startups and they're speaking about their success stories and, and they're usually all about uh, tech uh, companies. Like some, some uh, probably were like I don't know maybe Quest Bar was one one of those inspiring stories which wasn't a tech company, but in most cases like ninety nine percent those were tech companies that mm-hmm. uh, that were those unicorns that uh, disrupted the market and uh, and they did really kind of inspire us to build a a company that would really conquer the world. So uh, it just as a that point when we were learning the tech industry was booming in, uh, in the same time so uh, it was just an influence because of the fact that we, we lived in the same year
1: and time got it how do you measure success at being one of these events all
0: right so uh one, one of super bright examples is uh, the same conference i was telling before in in estonia uh, so there was a pitch competition and uh, uh there was like this uh, special prize from uh uh, fukuoka city which is in japan the fifth largest city in japan so they were looking for a startup to support uh uh, in in, uh, entering the japanese market so uh obviously we won the competition for this uh prize and and we have some activities slowly but steadily developing in, in Japan. and like in months ago I just re- returned from Japan where I met finally the, the people that invited over uh, in, invited us over and uh, are helping us to, to start to working in Japanese market. So super bright example. So developing your business in, in Japan that's like a super opportunity that we were not really uh, looking into and expecting before. Then again, uh, some other show brought us a large customer, uh, like telecommunication, like uh, cell phone company that that uh, brought, bought a huge amount of Coffee Pixels as a white label for for their uh, friends and customers. And uh, so, yeah, you 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 either get the deal or you get the you get the support uh, somehow. But uh, we definitely have felt uh, that it's it's been a uh, success for us, yeah.
1: What, what about online? What's working for you with the marketing and getting the brand out online?
0: So I, I have to add that uh, if we speak about marketing and, and online, uh, we are still considering ourselves doing our first baby steps. Because uh, we, we kind of have this uh, uh, know-how uh, how things should work, but as our strategy and our kind of growth and, and, and everything, like our daily routine is, is as it is, we haven't had the, the opportunity to execute on everything, everything that we know that it's necessary. So uh, at this point, online uh, is, do, is doing some part of our business, but as our product, is so, it's so different to what people have experience before because edible coffee is like raising a lot of questions. And uh, we have tried to, to develop not just online but also a retail. And uh, we've seen that for super early stage, retail is doing slightly better because people get the experience to try the product uh, sometimes like you have this degustation opportunity and and they try it and then once they understand what it's about then they go for a purchase but with online we definitely look uh, on online as a as our main uh sales channel in the future and uh so so we are all about uh, providing value to our customer and uh, and we are doing some blog posts, and uh, we are updating our customer on the industry news. So it's coffee uh, mostly, and uh, we see that it it needs the the online kind of it needs a lot of job to be done prior kind of uh, having this huge success and huge growth that people sometimes think is happening like overnight. But uh, as as this many many businesses that have had this kind of uh, quote overnight success, (laughs) they're saying that uh, it actually takes not overnight but over a couple of years, and and then then just people notice them one at one one night, and uh, they think that just just pop up. But uh, yeah, it it takes a lot of time, and for, for us it's the same. We we. We continue developing our content. It's, it's still not as, as frequent and not as much as we, we really look forward to it being. But uh, yeah, just, just doing uh, what we can at this point.
1: Right. So speaking of the, you know, the day-to-day grind, what are some day-to-day tasks that you or you as a team try to hit on on a daily basis to, to grow the business? Well,
0: at this point, while uh, we are still in, in this early stage, and while we are doing everything uh, within uh, this small team of seven people, so we have like two people in production, two in doing uh, s- uh, offline sales, and uh, the three founders. We are we are managing uh, production. We are managing uh, marketing, online sales. And PR and communication and uh, the daily struggles. Well, so, some of them are just to kind of sell the product physically. So it just to nail the delivery so it's super fast as uh, as probably some customer has requested. Sometimes things go wrong and you have to kind of find find a solution. But uh, yeah, in this this stage, well, where, where we are now. I have to say that the struggle is not something one specific, but the struggle is just to get along with everything together. So just just to find a focus for for one thing, to, to kind of execute it, finalize it, then get into another. Because sometimes you, you, you're starting to work on your task and then... S- some low loud, loud voice is calling you to the next task because it's important to someone else and, and we don't have like like a huge team to delegate at this point and so the struggle is to to, to find the right time for the right thing and uh, definitely uh, being uh, consistent with the online content is something that that uh, we are struggling a bit as uh, uh None of the founder team, none of the yeah guys from the founder team, we're not really kind of you know uh, Instagrammers or YouTubers ourselves, but we really understand uh, how how uh, important and necessary it is. So we we learn the crop uh, while we're growing and and yeah that, that those are the most of the struggles.
1: So the offline sales uh, team members—they are going out to sell the product to to retailers. What, what what's that that function what's the role? Of, uh, what's the function of that role?
0: Yeah, well, uh, we are uh, kind of agreeing on on the markets that we are going to kind of execute them. And uh, once to agree they they are looking for prospects to in, in the market, and whether those are. Uh, Resellers, uh, or or distributors, or or just the partners that we do direct sales with, uh, their their daily job is to to kind of do the sales over the mail and phone and and make 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 it happen. So the pixels are in some uh, retail chain or or a gas station chain, which is one of the huge surprises for ourselves is that product like this, which is really like a next generation product in mm-hmm. in the sense of sustainability and the functionality, but it it found its place also in traditional gas gas uh, station chains. So that their their job is just to do do the sales as uh, as traditional offline product. Yeah, but I don't expect uh, a huge growth for th- this particular department. So uh, I expect more Mm of growth for the online department.
1: Got it. Now, speaking of online, with the the website, was this uh, designed in house, or how did you guys get the website built?
0: Yeah, well, at at early stage uh, when the company was forming, we had some help from a design agency, and uh, they helped us uh, with the. so super early landing page, which was uh, alive for I must say some three four months, uh, and uh, then we uh, started to develop, uh, still together with them, uh, this Shopify-based uh, web uh, web page, and now it's it's uh, maintained by ourselves by by me and my cousin who is more into o- online marketing. And uh, yeah, so, so we, there was some help from the design agency in the early stage. Uh, they did initial design that we uh, continue to work with. But then again, I have to say that we, 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 we are collecting the, the notes for, for the future update uh, that's hopefully gonna happen this year. And uh, or web page will become more, more serious, uh, more content saturated with it. and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so, 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 so a place where where it's it's more exciting to, to to spend your time.
1: Got it. What about um applications? Are you using any applications to help run the business or to help enhance the store?
0: So uh, we we've had some 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 tests. We've uh, we're using a uh, heat map and list builder from uh, Sumo App. We integrated Mailchimp and uh, uh, Mailchimp newsletters is something we are also doing, uh, not very frequently, but we're trying uh, our best to become better. Uh, we have some some plans for subscription uh, services and subscription box mm-hmm. uh, box by Bold that we're looking into. We also tried a, a live chat uh, trial version, but at that point, our track was uh, a bit t- too small to, to really have any influence on, on uh, the way the web web page works. Yeah, th- those are the main applications, and and then again, uh, besides uh, applications on uh, on Shopify, obviously that's Slack. What I guess everyone's using nowadays instead of emails, and uh, what else some application like pipe drive where we well that's more for a offline uh, team
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I guess that's it
1: and so the um, can you talk a little bit more about the heat maps and list builder from AppSumo how do you use those
0: uh, I cannot really uh, talk a bit more, as as my cousin is is the one who is really hands <laughs> on on uh, well the hands on these application and uh, fine tuning the web. I know that uh, we're taking we're looking on a heat map to to find uh, what customers are doing on our web page uh, uh, what what's what is subject of their interest, and so we we really try to to work with the messaging at at, at, the, at, place, at at the locations on the web where uh, we see that the customer is spending too little of the time uh, uh, in opposition to what we were planning. So yeah, just tracking uh, how our customer is doing online and and how we can make our, uh, their experience more pleasant and how we can make them uh, to get the uh, the messages that we're trying to push out.
1: Mm. So coffeepixels.com is a website for anyone who wants to check it out, check out the product. It's actually a very cool-looking uh, product. Um, I like I love the brand name and how it's related to the design of the product itself. What do you what do you see the business uh, a year from today?
0: Well, that's a tough one as uh, <laughs> as uh, we are really looking for next next round of uh, investment and uh I, in that investment we have included uh, uh, set, setting up the team with the necessary professionals to to really start working more on the content and the delivery of the content and uh, all the IT side of the web page so uh, I really in, in a year I, I really think that we will be set up as a, as a team so uh, I will myself finally get into, into content, uh, uh, production, uh, which, uh, as I used to be a barista trainer, I really find myself, uh, uh, into delivering complicated messages into simple manner. So that's something that we want to do with coffee pixels. So there's plenty of, uh, fields to explore, like n- nutrition and energy, uh, products and, and, uh, just a lifestyle products uh, that relates to being productive and energized through the day. And my drive is to really getting into uh, understanding complicated stuff and making it simple and to deliver over a, over a different type of media, like blog posts and, and videos. That's something that we're not doing yet. And hopefully within a year, we, we will have like a uh, solid history with the uh, videos that we uh, will have already ma- made uh, at that point. Uh, obviously, uh, in a year, I hope to to launch our our, our uh, business also in United States. As currently, we are focusing on Nordic Europe, uh, Central Europe. Uh, then there's some separate uh, activities, Japan, some 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 leads in in Australia, but definitely our. Uh, or like a milestone for the future is, uh, is launching Coffee pixels in the West Coast United States. Uh, Seattle to Los Angeles, we see that the, these are the, the most ready markets uh, for products like this. Definitely San Francisco as the hub for all the crazy people doing like startups and nootropics and pushing their limits. I I guess people, uh, coffee pixels can provide some value for them as well. So, yeah, well, we definitely, year is a bit too, too small for, for, for the big goals like conquering the world and (laughs) bringing out new, new products, uh, like new flavors, new functionalities. Uh, All that is on our roadmap. It's possible and it's definitely going to happen. But uh, year, uh, when I started a year, when we started uh, Coffee, because a year seemed a lot of time, but now after being in the venture for a year and a half, I have to say that year runs very quickly. And, uh, uh, I hope that, uh, all the things that I mentioned, uh, will, will be, will be there and, uh, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Cause, uh, this product is really something that uh, many people believe in, and they say that uh, this is something that you find you, you should find in into a cash register zone next to, like I don't know, Orbitz mm. uh, or chewing gums and and Snickers bars and so something of a of a household name, you know, but uh, then again. That's all It's retail and and we still see that offline is kind of going through a lot of changes and I really really wouldn't put my money on on, uh, uh, growing only offline. So definitely online side is, uh, yeah, subscription definitely is going to be launched and active within a year. Yeah, plenty of things.
1: I, I mean, definitely uh, looking forward to Coffee Pixels coming over to the U.S. so I can try some myself. And thank you so much for your time, Rivas. So Coffee Pixels, again, dot com is a website. Thank you so much again for your time.
0: Not a problem at all. Hope, hope you enjoyed uh, our message and uh, hope it inspires someone to start their uh, own idea in the world.
1: Here's a sneak peek for what's in store in the next Shopify Masters episode.
0: We just basically figured that we kind of just spent too much and we were, you know, we're kind of you know, just running
1: out of customers or running out of people that we were going to appeal to. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shopify Masters, the e-commerce podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs powered by Shopify. To get your exclusive 30-day extended trial, visit shopify.com masters.